place of understanding your role as it pertains to the plan of God for Israel. The eternal purpose of God through the church to the principalities and rulers of the air. This is the hidden manifold wisdom of God being displayed through the church to the principalities and rulers of darkness. It's wisdom that God has chosen a predominantly Gentile people to come into an understanding of how He will use them in the latter days to provoke Jews to jealousy. And this is the foundation by which we move and operate in the power and the realms of the Holy Spirit. And it's my desire today that as you leave from this place, you will have an impartation within you that there would be a quickening in your heart That there would be a fire in your spirit that you would leave from this place understanding your place as an intercessor for Israel in these times. As Israel comes into her destiny, that you would know your individual role. That you would know your place as a child of God, being a Gentile, once separated from the commonwealth of Israel and the destiny of Israel, but now being grafted and brought in. As, as an olive branch into the vein of commonplace with Israel and all their promises and all their blessings, that you would be a, a catalyst for that to take place as one vessel and as one bride. Amen. I feel the anointing. I believe today if you will allow yourself to, to open up, there will be a release, a spirit of prayer, my God. Release a spirit of prayer. Release something from heaven, an oracle of heaven. It won't be in the theology. It won't be in the attaining of information. But today, if you'll have ears to hear, and that you'll have eyes to see and perceive what the Spirit is saying to the church, that there would be a release from what God has deposited in me and the things that I've experienced. Paul said that he would come and that he might be able to impart some spiritual gift to you. That's my desire today, is that I might be able to release and impart a spiritual gift of intercession, that you might be able to partner with the heart of God and His zeal for Israel, and that you would leave this place and be able to weep with the things He weeps for and burn with the things that he burns for over his beloved bride Israel to whom all things will be completed and the fullness will come in and there will be a kingdom of priests in the age to come that will display the manifold character and wisdom of God to all the nations come on are you with me come on Jesus wake us up in this hour there's three things I wanted to touch on one is the is why Israel? Why did God choose Israel? The second thing I want to talk about is where the church fits into the the whole scheme of the plans of God for Israel and where we fit individually in the plan of God for Israel. What, What can we do practically in order to enter into this great calling? I want you to understand that almost all our theology and understanding of the Bible flows from our understanding of the place of Israel in the plan of God. Turn with me to Romans 11, chapter 25, chapter 11, verse 25. This is the key verse. This is a verse that you need to take with you and meditate on and to dwell upon and to gain insight and tokens of understanding from. Romans chapter 11. Verse 25. 
The book of Romans, as you know, was written, written to the Romans who were Gentile believers. And Paul was explaining to them what has now taken place on behalf of Israel and the newfound outpoured spirit and how it has brought in the reconciliation of Gentiles into the promises of God. And in Romans chapter 11, he's explaining that grafting in process, that, that precious grafting in process by which now Gentiles are now fellow heirs of the promises of Israel. And this was an amazing revelation that Paul received. And he's telling them in verse 25, he says, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. Do you hear the implications of that passage? Paul is proclaiming us today through this passage that we would not be uninformed, that we would not be ignorant of this great mystery, this great reconciliation that has been brought about in Christ Jesus, that Gentiles have now been grafted in because there has been a partial hardening of the nation of Israel through their disobedience. God has blinded their eyes and blinded and, and hardened their hearts and dulled their ears so that He might bring in a people both in maturity and in stature and in number. The Gentiles. And through their fullness, they would be the catalyst to bring Israel to her salvation. Let me read you a quote by Art Katz. I had some time to spend with Art Katz as I went to Minnesota a few years ago. And there was a, a, a distinct impartation that I received as I spent time with this man and a deposit that I felt like I gleaned as he spoke about the things of Israel and the church. And he wrote this concerning the election of Israel. It says, God is inextricably drawn to the life of the nation Israel. But what was his whole purpose in choosing Israel? What are they chosen for? Why should he be required to choose at all? Why did he not just somehow demonstrate his salvation principles and make them available on an equal basis to whomsoever will, will among the nations? Why was he required by the very necessity of the thing to choose a nation and set that nation before all other nations? Even Israel, who is the chosen nation, does not understand it and is offended by their being that choice. They would rather be just like everybody else, but God's love for mankind will not allow them that condescension. Israel was chosen to be God's witness nation because God is faced with the problem of communicating heavenly reality and truth to people on earth, and it cannot be communicated as abstract principle. Are you following me? It has got to be made incarnate, embodied, and exemplified by the acts of a people relating to the truth and reality of God. That should not be so foreign an idea to us as believers because we also are called to be witnesses unto him, to show forth his rather than our own virtue. 
how a person or nation acts in response to God and his requirements, both in obedience and disobedience, and how God deals with them is the revelation of God both in judgment and in mercy. That is why there are some vessels fitted for wrath and some for mercy, but in Israel's case they are fitted for both, though they do not seem to understand or be aware of it. That is an amazing statement. You see, Israel's was God's choice. He could not just allow an abstract idea to be his representation in the earth. He chose a righteous remnant. The reason he chose Abraham was because he was holding to his promises to the patriarchs to develop a faithful, righteous remnant. It was based on the issue of righteousness. And we all know that Abraham was chosen and that through him all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac, Jacob. Jacob was a twin, Jacob and Esau, remember? But it says, Jacob I have loved, Esau I have hated. Jacob he loved, he chose. He had to choose an individual nation so that they might be the, in, the representation of God's nature and character in all the earth. That's why Israel is so important to God's heart. Because it's through a people who have chosen to obey Him in righteousness that His nature, His love, His character, everything about God can be displayed through that people on the earth to be a witness to all other nations. Do you understand that importance? So where does the church fit on, into all this? Through, through Israel's disobedience, they have now been partially hardened in heart and blinded by their eyes and by their hearing. They cannot hear nor perceive how God is now going to institute his plan and his fulfillment of all the promises. But he completely intends to do so. But he does it through a church that would express the fullness of Jesus Christ. A church that has this foundation, understanding that they have now been chosen and grafted in for the sake of provoking Jews to jealousy. To walk in the covenant, to walk in the promises, to walk in the fulfillment of His blessings. With signs and wonders and miracles. Paul said in, in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1 that he is a prisoner to Christ in order to preach to the Gentiles this unfathomable, amazing doctrine that he is a prisoner, he's bound in chains to deliver this message to the Gentiles that through the salvation, through the cross of Jesus Christ, now they have been made partakers of this promise. And now they will be the catalyst, they will be the witnesses, they will be the chosen people of God, the church, expressing the fullness of Jesus Christ, the representation of God in the earth. And has reconciled the two. So that now they might become one new man. It's Ephesians chapter 2 if you're taking notes. The book of Ephesians lays the foundations by which we can learn and understand what God's intentions were for this great mystery of Israel and the church and the reconciliation of the two. The one new man reality. So that when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, then that will be 
the tool in God's hand to provoke Jews to jealousy. Are we now provoking Jews to jealousy? Are we now expressing the fullness, the embodiment of Jesus Christ in the earth with signs, wonders, and miracles? Beloved, I want to contend for this baptism, this immersion, this promise, this testimony, the testifying of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I did not come to you with persuasive words of wisdom, but I came to you in the demonstration of the Spirit and power It's the Spirit, the outpoured Spirit, that bears witness to this message. But if we we have been limited to a doctrine that lacks this demonstration of power, it lacks the confirmation and the bearing witness of the Holy Spirit of who we truly are. The church, in, in, in separation from its purpose for Israel, has lost its very identity. And we find ourselves in the Western world groping for power, groping for something that can be a witness in our own culture, in our own society, much, much less go over to the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, and be a witness there. Beloved, we need an awakening. We need an outpouring of the spirit of revival that will show us and give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might understand this mystery and that we might understand the identity of the church and understand who we are as individuals within that church and to come together that we might contend for the promises to be fulfilled for the nation of Israel. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Looking at verse 8. Look at verse 1 again. It says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles... This entire chapter, chapter 3, just unfolds the mystery of what Christ has accomplished through the cross. And the importance of the apostolic mandate. Did you hear me? The apostolic mandate. The church has lacked the authentic apostolic and prophetic ministry because it's gotten away in doctrine and theology from the foundation of this great mystery of Israel and the church. We've created our own programs, our own agendas, our own institutions. And the church now is absolutely no threat to the principalities and rulers of the air. They let us go on as church as normal because we lack this truth. To the extent that we walk in the spirit of truth will be the extent that we will see the gnashing of the teeth of the principalities of the air like we've never seen before. When we buy into this truth, of understanding our role as Gentiles, if we are Gentiles, if you're not Jewish in this place, there's two companies, the Jew and the Gentile. In the New Testament, the Gentile reference is noted to just be the term used for non-Jews. It it means many different things. I don't want to get sidetracked and into that right now because, again, I, I don't want to go so much into the doctrine as much as really equip the heart level issue of the importance, the apostolic importance 
Because if the church is not apostolic, if the church is not built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets, then what is it? It's just another organization. It's just another institution. And that's why we lack the power and the manifestation and the bearing witness of the anointing. Are you following me? Let's look at verse 8. So Paul says, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, of the mystery for which ages has been hidden in God who created all things so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the eternal purpose of God for the church. To be a witness, to lay down their lives, to form an identification with the people of Israel. In their suffering and in their blessing. That we might partner with them in persecution. Whenever they are in tribulation, whenever the church walks through tribulation with them and God releases supernatural activity through the church and the Jews question, why are you laying down your life and where did you get this power? Where did you get this understanding and love for our people? Where did you get this this power of signs and wonders, the blessings and the demonstration that the Old Testament prophets prophesied concerning us, how did you get it? It's because I am a Gentile who's been grafted into the commonwealth of Israel through the salvation and blood of Jesus Christ, your Messiah. And this will be the sign. I will lay, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. This is the promised outpouring that when we align ourselves with the truth of God's word concerning who we are and, and we remember going back to Romans 11 that we would not be ignorant of this mystery. That we would not be wise in our own estimation like we have been. That we would not build our own kingdom and build our own structures and our own organizations apart from Israel and create doctrines, replacement theology that actually cast Israel to the side and says, we are now the people of Israel. Beloved, we must cast this demonic lie down and humble ourselves again and come before Jesus and say, God, thank you for grafting me in to this great plan, this great eternal purpose for which has been hidden in you for ages to come and that now I might partake in it. Thank you, Jesus. And we bless Israel and we give our lives for Israel as the apostolic mandate, as Paul said, for the sake of my brethren, I laid on my life. Whatever it takes. Are we willing to say yes and yoke ourselves as the true church and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest through us this death that we might also see the manifestation of the resurrection from the dead? Come on! Resurrection power, not just in word, but in the spirit of truth. 
Spoken in the Spirit of truth. And when the Spirit of truth is spoken, there must be a response. There must be a response. When the oracle of God comes forth from a prophet, in the hearing of an ear, the, the heart either hardens or there must be a response. Will we come under this oracle in the hour? Will we come under this great mandate for the church to say by life or by death, I will stand with Israel. I will partner with Israel. I will be a man or a woman who will partner with the heart of God in intercession and labor day and night, night and day, until He makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. Come on. Day and night, night and day prayer. That gives us definition for why we do 24-7. It's Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, that day and night they will not keep silent. They will not keep silent until Jerusalem experiences the true peace of salvation, not prosperity and peace in the natural, but salvation, true peace of the Spirit. And enter into that promise, that rest that will be fulfilled and culminated in the age to come, the millennial age to come, when there will be a kingdom of priests that represent the nature and character of God to all the nations. Amen. As they were always intended to do. I won't go to these passages, but Zechariah chapter 1, verse 14, and Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8, it says, I am zealous for Zion. I am exceedingly zealous for Zion. This is God's burning heart and passion for His people Israel. And we have separated ourselves from this aspect of God's heart. And it's time we come back into alignment. Amen. And it's time that we have ears to hear and say, God, I choose. Now, I may not fully understand it intellectually, but spiritually I bear witness. How many of you today spiritually bear witness to what God has said through His Word? That it is, it is the divine, eternal purpose of God to raise up a Gentile church until the fullness of that church comes in both in maturity and in number and that they might be the witness to the Jewish people in Romans chapter 11 verse 11 that they would provoke Jews to jealousy and that salvation would come to Israel and that all Israel would be saved. Let that bear witness in you today. Everyone stand. I'm sorry for the sake of time. I'd love to go into this further. But before you leave today, I wanted to have a time of just... One, repentance. And two, a release of the spirit of prayer for Israel. Come Holy Spirit. I'm telling you guys, understanding this mystery of Israel and the church will unlock... A revelation of God's heart and lead you into a life of prayer, a life of power. I believe the baptism of the Spirit is unto the fulfillment of being witnesses 
for the Jewish people. The reason we haven't seen more power in our churches is because we lack this foundational truth of who we even are. Who are we? As sons, as daughters, as Gentiles, as priests, do we really understand who we are in, on the inside? You come today, and maybe you're not completely, you're like, what is he talking about Israel? I know there's things going on in Israel, but how does this apply to me? How does this apply to the, the church I'm a part of? Guys, don't get caught up into your function and success as the world defines it and as the institution and as the organization defines it. But that you would find your, your identity in the fulfillment as priests before God as intercessors in the place of prayer. And when you fully have that revelation, you won't jockey for position. You won't try to uh, fight your way into being a worship leader or being a preacher. Where do I fit into the entire scheme of God? Here you are saved. Some of you may have just gotten saved. And this is who I feel like I'm speaking to right now. Or maybe you're young in the Lord and in the faith. Guys, it's time to break off the lie of performance off the people of God. And begin to proclaim the identity as a royal priesthood. Who have now been called and chosen to be intercessors as watchmen on the wall for Israel day and night. You have a function. And you have a calling. And you have a destiny in God. And you will be filled with power from on high. And when you speak, there will be a demonstration of the Spirit and power. This is apostolic, and this is true prophetic ministry. God, take us to that place. Amen. Come on. Lift your hands. God, we ask. God, first of all, we repent, God, for our ignorance. We repent for our arrogance. Come on, just let your heart cry. Come on, let your heart cry. It doesn't matter. There's freedom here to cry out. There's freedom here. We repent, God. Help us in our weakness, Abba. We do not know how to pray as we ought. Help us, Abba, in our weakness. Oh, I feel it. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Soften our hearts. God, we repent for our ignorance. We repent for our arrogance, God. Now breathe, Holy Spirit. Kindle a flame, Holy Spirit. Release fire. Release fire. Huh? Fire on our inner man. Baptism of fire. A baptism of the spirit of prayer. Release it, God. Release the spirit of prayer for Israel. Release the spirit of prayer even now, God. Deep calling unto deep. The grippings. The grippings. Grippings. Wake us up. Sin revival. Sin revival. Sin revival. Oh. Oh, come on, guys. Let the spirit pray. Let the Spirit pray with groans as utterances too deep for words. God, we pray for the salvation of Israel. We pray for revival. We pray for revelation of Messiah. 
Help us in our weakness, God. Give us prayer, Lord. Fire. Fire. More, Lord. More, Lord. Those of you who are sensing just the presence of the Lord, if that's you, raise your hand. You're just sensing a moving in the Spirit. Raise your hand. On those of you with your hands raised, just to begin to lay hands on those around you and just release, release a spirit of prayer. Release grace and the help of the Spirit for our weakness to pray for Israel, to contend for Israel, to mark us, to set us apart. Come, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. More, Lord. Release it. Release fire. Fire of intercession now. Come, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. Raise up a generation of intercessors for Israel, God. Release revelation, God. More, Lord. More, Lord. Fire. Fire, Holy Spirit. Burn, Holy Spirit. Mark us. The word of truth. from religious tyranny and bondage, God. Liberate your sons and daughters. Come on, guys. Let's pray. 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 Ask the Lord to set us free, to release revelation, to release His zealous heart. Release your zeal, Abba. Release your zeal, Abba. for Israel. Baptize your church, God. Where is your zeal, Abba? deeper, Lord. Baptize us. Baptize us with something from heaven, God. Fill us with something from heaven, God. We're hungry. We want the spirit of truth. 
We need the spirit of truth. God, mark us. bind a deaf and dumb spirit right now. I bind the Antichrist spirit right now in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of death and confusion in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of error. I break familiar spirits. I bind and rebuke the spirit of fear right now in Jesus' name. We break the spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name. The spirit of jealousy, heaviness, haughtiness in Jesus' name. We break your power. How? How? Break it now, God. Divination, go in Jesus' name. We break divination now in Jesus' name. Every generational curse right now in Jesus' name. Every lying spirit, every seducing spirit, we bind and break your power now in Jesus' name. We speak freedom. Freedom over your people, God. Freedom. The anointing, break the yoke right now. We rebuke the spirit of religion right now, the Antichrist spirit. We, we, we renounce it. Renounce the spirit of religion right now. I feel this. I feel it. The Holy Spirit. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it now, God. Whoredom, greediness. Now, God, fill us. Now, God, fill us. Fill us as we go. Again, just stretch out your hands. I want to play a blessing over you. God, I bless your people right now with health. I bless them, God, that you would take them into the deeper places of your heart, that you would increase their capacity to pray. I ask for grace upon grace upon grace. To pray in the secret place, God, that they might tarry, that they might tarry and contend for the breaking in of your purposes for their life and for the church. Ask for the fullness to be to be theirs. Ask for an awakening. And ask for angelic protection, God. Help from your sanctuary. Release it now, God. Where demons have been re- pushed back, I ask for angelic messengers and angelic ministers. Right now, I see it. I see portholes of light right now over some of your life. I see them ascending. Jacob's ladder ascending right now. Angelic help released. Warriors, God. Raise up warriors. Teach us how to fight, God. Teach us how to pray. Beloved Holy Spirit, I plead the blood of Jesus over this room. And God, I ask that every word would stick fast and not fall to the ground just as Samuel spoke. And all of his words did not fall to the ground, God. Ask for the seed to be sown and ask for wisdom in the hearers to protect from the birds of the air from stealing your word. In Jesus' name, amen. said, um, he, the word says, whoever touches Israel touches each and every one of you here with the apple of his eye. So you can either take this and you could cast it aside or you could go home and, and pray over it and do whatever. But whatever you do, you will be accountable for on the day of judgment. 
You are being entrusted with the apple of his eye. This is the one thing that is dear to his heart. And he is entrusting you with that. And I just wanted, I just really felt the Lord impress this on my heart for each and every one of you in this room. And I thank, thank you. Amen. Thank you. I had, I wanted to share that. So it was good that he shared that. It's true. Israel is the apple of God's eye. So I want to leave you with that. I wish we had more time for me to minister to each individually, but we really need to move out as quickly as possible. There's another group that needs to come in for the next session. So bless you and thank you very much.